I wrote me a book. I hid the last page. I didn't even look. I think I locked it in a cage. Wrote a novel, because everybody likes to read a novel. It started with a word, and it started pretty well, about a rare and fragile bird that I couldn't even spell. On a table. I think I left it on a table. I found the last page in the sky, cold and sweet like an apple. I found you, and now this has its proper end. Oh, hello, will you be mine? I haven't felt this alive in a long time. All the streets are warm today. Hello and welcome. I'm Douglas Bowles, and this is 42 Minutes, a weekly conversation with the interesting artists and thinkers of our day. A production of Sick Book Radio and distributed by thesyncbook.com. It's Wednesday, March 28th, 29th, and I'm a bit of a wreck. Uh, exactly one week ago today, Tree Fort started. And so I am wrapping up my March music showcase with the with the members of the band, the Cult Bride, Marcus and June, and uh, we're just gonna walk through this year's festival and figure out what happened, and uh, and we'll talk about their shows and experiences. So I'm speaking with Marcus and June, and was this guy was this your first tree fort for you guys? For me, Marcus, it was my first tree fort. I uh, had went last year and had the opportunity to see a few shows, but not really do the five-day deal, nor did I get to play. And so this was my first time as a uh, full five-day event uh, attendee and a uh, player. So. Nice. This is my fourth year playing tree fort. Playing. Yeah. And I actually had never gone before then. Until until I started playing in Tree Fort. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then in, in the four years that you've done this, mm-hmm. how extensive have you been gone to the shows? Going I know to the shows. Yeah. Man, honestly, every year has been a lot. I'll go, I try to go to as many shows as I can in the years past and would just get so burnt out because I would also be working the entire time. Yeah. Um, it was great, you know, I got to see so many bands that I really loved and found new bands. But this year, I was also working and I was playing shows during Tree Fort, so it was really hard for me to see all the bands that I wanted to see. Um, I, I think I played it smarter this year. I went to less shows, um, but I got to enjoy the ones that I went to more, because it wasn't just trying to cram as many into my schedule as I could. It was actually like valuing the ones that I went to. I guess, yeah, yeah, but... And so you guys played the Shrine? We did. We played, uh, we opened at 6 o'clock on Thursday, um, same night as Y, and um, Rituals of Mine, and Lee Fraker, and Open Mike Eagle, and it was awesome, man. It was such a great show. We had a really, really good turnout. I feel like a lot of people told us that we had like 70, 80% of the room, not like packed like maybe when you saw like Starfucker or something on Sunday night but like shoulder to shoulder people hanging out which yeah. we did not expect for the first show on a Thursday yeah which was kind of like the first big day you know a lot of artists came to town that day so it was really cool and there was a lot of local people too so that that support was really rad to see yeah. it was really nice to see all the people that came out and it was a lot of people too that I'd like talked to at like the co-op or Marks had talked to at Urban and they all showed up it was really it was a good time. Good old, good old jam. 
one of the things I noticed, uh, a lot of bands that I bumped into, there's kind of this, this sense of ownership of the bill, like that you're on for the day. Mm-hmm. And so you feel like you guys open the whole day, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And then, I mean, you kind of, you know, there wasn't too much before you, you kind of open the whole festival in a, in a sense it felt like it i mean we had a huge crowd like a good crowd at our show and then the rest of the night was all artists that i really enjoy and so yeah totally i it, in a sense i want to take ownership because then it's like a point of pride me being like i played a show with well like if they do the bands. poster yeah right? yeah you guys are on the poster with exactly yeah with Y and Leaf Raker and mm-hmm. rituals of mine. Yeah, yeah, we can... Uh, Bryson Cone. Yes, Bryson Cone. We yeah. helped those guys out with a, a little bit of equipment, and they turned out to be cool dudes. Yeah, and they were really we awesome. really had a good time getting to, getting to know some guys from out of town a little bit. Okay, so then uh, you said you went to Fort Tree Forts. You've been in that room. Mm-hmm. It's a weird room, mm-hmm. but it's kind of cool. Oh, it's... What's every... it like on the other side being on the stage? Oh, Rad. Super rad. Being on that, honestly, having gone to Fort Tree Forts, the core in my mind has become like one of the better, you know, better, bigger venues. Like when you say you play like at the core, you're, people will take you a little more seriously, I feel like. Yeah, As definitely. opposed to like, I mean, I've been playing the district for the past four years, which is great, but it doesn't have the capacity as the core. And it feels like... If you're at the district, there's a real specific audience or exactly. niche yeah, yeah, exactly. that you're playing yeah, to. Yeah, it's yeah. the same like what they're doing with the Boise Contemporary Theater mm-hmm. now, too, mm-hmm. which is even more and... off the beaten path. Definitely, definitely. Or the Shredders, say. Yeah, like, yeah. If you're playing at the Shredder, they think... You're not... I mean, there's just something, you know, you kind of fall into this idea of... Being not the main hardcore. Hard well, yeah. a little bit. So I, I saw there were a lot of even if that isn't like definitely like band oriented. Like I felt like some of the hip hop that I saw there was a little hardcore in the sense of like it was a little heavier hitter, hitting bands, a little more punchy than maybe eighty percent of the room at El Cora would care to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. El Cora is like. Uh, it's a big. It's the you know one it, of the main. Spots it is. In for it. it mean, is. You know, and then if like, and, uh, yeah, there's always like some crazy good show at the Cora, and everyone's in line for it. You know, it goes around the corner. So like, this is the fact that we got to play at the well, Cora. All right. So let's let's talk about that. Yeah. So you said you did you make it into the Starfucker? Yes, I did. I had a uh, zipline zip pass. Though. You did. Mm-hmm. So that was the only way that I was able to be as mobile and independent because I mean, for example, I went, was already kind of drinky by the time it came around, but I wanted to see Shanti Darling at Neuralux Saturday night. I roll up there after I run from seeing another band, like I want to say at the um, Boise All Ages thing at El Pollo Rey or yeah. whatever that thing was, Pollo Rey. I ran all the way over with 10 minutes till the show starts. I get there five minutes till the show starts line all the way around the record exchange. You know mm-hmm. what's funny? After the band starts, the line dissolved. Really? Yeah. So, well, I didn't know because I got in. No, but <laughs> like, I don't think... I mean, for the most part, I think that's generally the case, that if, you, if you're willing to stand up there, the show starts, and then some people, it's not their bag, and then they come out, and then all of a sudden the line just kind of 
dissipates because yeah. they get dissuaded. But that didn't happen, I don't think, with the Starfucker line. Anymore. No, no, that's something I actually noticed was different about this year's Tree Fort. But I usually don't gripe, but I think they were carting every single person to get into the shrine. Yeah, the shrine. I will say this: I, I don't like to gripe very much either, but. And so it really slowed that line down really, because they were... Yeah, totally. They're very, very specific about the band being from that date, like the drinking band, and they wanted to see... It didn't matter if you got carded in all these other places, they need to see your card, and they need to see your band and your other wristband every time. And I was like, this door is small, and you have... If you're doing one person at a time, like there's a double door. You could do two people at two different lines or something. Well, like at the Lennon building, mm-hmm. I don't... I mean... Are you drinking? No. No. And then yeah, I mean, so yeah. you just go, go in. Yeah. 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 And so it might be whatever liability they have that they just want anyone of age to have a band on. Well, and you have to respect that because even as, like, going back to that point about Alcora being, like, a very much a part of Tree Fort, even more so, like, before I was even interested in going to Tree Fort because when I first started, not my cup of tea. I wasn't listening to... A lot of softer music that wasn't uh, based in like metal or rock or something like that. And so I had no interest at all. But I knew from the shows I was seeing in the attendance that Cora is like an essential part of Tree Fort. Mm-hmm. If there is a Tree Fort without El Cora, I can't imagine it. I can't. I, no. I just like. Because you on. need that big space and that's going to. Yeah, so like there's something. So I maybe. Depending on your taste, some of the main stage stuff might be like too commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's but you need that yeah. because it, that's how a festival survives. Yeah, you well, that you have, and that's when you bring out the families and the kids, yeah. and it's it's about being out in the sunshine, you know, and hanging out. And those shows are fun. Yeah, but I the love this. The core is the one where you you get. Down, down and dirty, I guess. Oh, yeah. In my opinion, you know, everyone's why. going wild. You know, you there's. I think it's because there's a stage there, of like an, an elevated stage as opposed to like linen. You know how it's like a little bit elevated. Yeah, they have that whole stage, so it makes way more of a spectacle of the band. I like the linen building. It's a weird room. It is. Yeah, I don't like the Olympic. Although I want to, the, it's also a weird room. Yes, the sound. So the Olympic, I've always just had a problem with their sound. And I went and saw one of my favorite bands, The Dig, was playing at the Olympic. And man, I gotta say, the sound guys at the Olympic did not treat them well. It was super disappointing. There was so much feedback during the show, and but the nice part was The Dig just went along with it, had a smile on their face, had a positive attitude, even when dealing with this. And that was like. Really great to see a band being so positive and not minding and letting that kind of stuff affect them. Yeah, technical difficulties yeah. happen, and, and, and I don't yeah. know what you do. So, like, uh, Angel Olsen was having problems on Sunday, yeah, yeah. at the main stage, and she just went along with it, yeah, just ride it. yeah. Emma Ruth Rundle had problems, um, Saturday night around 9 p.m. at the Mardi Gras, and like. The feedback was nasty at the beginning. They couldn't figure it out for the first, like, song. But, dude, smile on the face. Mm-hmm. Like, band's still, like, very serious. Like, this is our gig, and, like, we present a show. Whether or not this other element of it, like, our element is still tight. And I was, like, happy to see that, because I saw some of them, like, it's irritating. You are on a big tour, and you're playing a big show, and there's a, you have that, and you're just like, come on. And at that point where that's not, like, that shouldn't be a thing anymore... 
But you saw like the initial reaction, which is human, of like being irritated by feedback. But then it was just like you saw like a, they close their eyes and it's just like you get over it. You just play mm-hmm. and you just play a really good show. And it was an amazing show. The feedback went away like super quick, and the vibe was. Emma Ruth Rundle, if you haven't checked her out, she was amazing. Yeah, I didn't make it to the Mardi Gras this year. Mm-hmm. I didn't make Very it cool. down on that part of town almost at all. Me neither. I didn't. I honestly, by this point, I pretty much avoid anything that's outside of the main area. And I know that's bad that I, I like segregate like the Knitting Factory and like I I honestly don't spend enough time at the BCT or at the Mardi Gras during Tree Fort because I just don't have the time. I feel like to walk. All it was the way a big walk over. Well, Ned, they had. They had buses going this year. That's true. They had That's musicians true. on the buses, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and that was really cool. That is awesome. But I didn't explore that. Yeah, there was so much going on already. In I don't drink, and so I can walk pretty good from like even going to the shredder. That was yeah. um, it. Wasn't too bad. Yeah, it's not that far. I mean, in, from the shredder to the Mardi Gras, it's just like a well knitting factory to Shredder's Kitty Corner. Yeah, mm-hmm. Shredder to the Mardi Gras, and BCT is right there too. Yeah. I mean, when you're going down to, like, uh, Grainy's, that feels like a bit. Yes. A bit. A stretch. Grainy's and the Reef is like, I'm committing to go to the bar strip on Main yeah. Street, like, all the way down there, and it's like... And that's where that bus would really hit the spot. Yeah. I didn't take it, because, you know what, I will say, if anybody that organized it listens to this, here's it, checks it out, the advertisement for the bus, if they were, like... Yeah, I or some type of some type of like person at the stand or something like that to let me know. I just looked. I probably looked right past them. Sure. And didn't even remember. But if I would have been like a little more like flash to see it, mm-hmm. I would have been. Like, oh, oh, yeah. 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 I think this year I was a little more willing to take chances. So like. Uh, What's going on over here? Let's, mm-hmm. You know, so I usually have a pretty uh, nailed down idea of what I want to do and what I want to be. Yeah. And with that comes like the knowledge that oh, if I want so like, I don't know why I did it this way, but uh, I didn't make it into the Star Fucker Show. I think I could have if I would have left Angel Olsen, like even as it was getting out and just gone straight over at a at a. Yeah, fast walk, not yeah. run. But but you probably would have made it. Anyway. I I walked over the linen building for some reason because I thought, oh, these guys are all going over there, and so I don't even know what I was. I mean, but oh, that's... you know what it was? It was that I thought, oh, there's going to be time. There's going to be time because the line. There's well, there'll be a, there was a, uh, like two bands before that even then. Oh, before after Angel Olsen before yeah. Fucker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but with the core, you have to get in line like an hour the before. The show before was packed, I heard, that night. Like, people were... T- I didn't know who the artist before Starfucker was on Sunday, but whoever they were, people kept on bringing them up. Oh, maybe not. They're, so, Psychic Twin played right before. Yeah. And there was a lot yeah. of people for Psychic Twin yeah. right before. Interesting. So, yeah. maybe you had a lot of people hanging that liked Psychic Twin, but also really liked Starfucker, so they weren't leaving the venue after that show before. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people counted on, well, the show before, they're going to leave, go see something else. That was like a package deal, I feel, for a lot of people. Yeah. But that's really great that you did that, just following the crowd to Linen, because you were like, hey, these people are interested in this, maybe I should go check it out. Uh, well, and then I caught the end of Tall Tall Trees set. Rad, yeah, awesome. And 
I had seen him that day, that morning at the record exchange. With Keith, yeah, yeah, because he did an in-store there. Yeah. Yeah. And your mother mm-hmm. and I have real similar tastes in music. Yes. And so I she, I saw her there. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That's good. Um, and she loves Kijibashi, too, so that's... And, boy, that guy is incredible. Oh. So I ended up seeing him three times. Great. You did in-store, main stage, and linen. And linen at the end of the night. That's and awesome. each show was different and amazing. Yeah. In different ways. So the record exchange is always super intimate. Mm-hmm. And the sound is always... It's not so intense as, like, um, sometimes the sound guy can do too much bass and you end up with that just kind of frequency that ends up rattling everything in the world and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm losing all the the beauty. Uh, the treble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, the man, the guys at the linen building had it dialed in. Right. That's, that's good to and hear. And so, yeah. 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 Um, I like the record exchange. I saw that they didn't bring their whole band with them on that one. No, right? and so, but that's, I wonder about the writing, and maybe we'll talk about how you guys write, mm-hmm. like, and you, so you play viola. Yeah, and I also do a similar thing as, as them, as I have a looper, and I do looping with the viola and the guitar a lot as well in that. He is doing so much looping. Yeah. But it's it's like, the, the looping, this is like the next generation, because the kind of stuff that, you know, it's almost like, multi-track recording where you build a chunk Mm -hmm. and you're really tied to this tiny little chunk but his stuff really feels like it just springs off like he adjusts the tempo yeah yeah so he has these pedals that make it possible for him to do a loop put another different like drum line on that and then take out different parts of those loops but also speed them up or half time them if he wants to so being like having that much versatility in using your loops makes it so you can make like so many different dynamic but sounds. Also, not being dependent yeah. on one singular part, which I noticed a lot of loops. Are That's the thing that I was. Yeah. It's like, man, you're really tied to this kind of skeletal piece. Yes. Right. Yeah. But his didn't feel like that. His I, felt like uh, same with Tall Tall Trees, where you know they have so many different little pieces going all, and then he's creating all these wild harmonies. Yeah. That yeah. was the thing I thought. So I previewed Kishibashi. Sunday, when you mm-hmm. told me that's what you're gonna do because I really considered maybe that's my last show. I go see them, and I also experimented a lot with like looping in college uh, when I first got a guitar rig. And didn't have a lot of friends, so I just like sit at home, sure, and, like, yeah. make songs by myself like all night. And I never realized it until you said it, but a lot of looping is like it gets boring to me because people get too dependent on that one idea or the skeleton of an idea. And that was one of the first things I noticed when I listened to Kishibashi. I was like, you're doing some fundamental tempo groove changes like with your music while using the looper. And that's, you don't see that too much. So that's mm-hmm. probably what the huge appeal to that is because to break them out of the generic looping band with six members or something like that. I don't know if, if so like when you listen to the recording, you don't get a sense that there's looping going on. And it's I, almost... Unless, unless you like know it. I, I watched it. Yeah. I watched no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. But when he's playing live, though, yeah. so like when I listen to his recordings, I think, you know, what I'm hearing is lots of tracks. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's almost like the looping was the tool they used to create the, the album live. Right. So it's not like, oh, I wrote it this way. It's almost like. It was built this way. Yeah. I need this tool yeah. so that we can do this. It's not exactly the same, but I can, I can approximate right. with very few people. 
this much sound. Well, so I, I've been following Kishibashi since, like, he, he first came out with that 151A first album, like, uh-huh. 2013, I think. Yeah. And I watched his NPR piece, or a Tiny Desk on that, and he did that all by himself. And so, like, what I noticed with the NPR piece... I watched that first before I even listened to the album, uh, and I liked his looping versions, live versions, even more than I liked the recordings. Well, when I hear, like, when he strips them down and you get just the song, it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, just yeah. the song is so strong. Like, you take out all the harmonies, and so, like, he played at the Record Exchange, uh, was it the Bright Whites, or... Yeah. 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 He played that one, you know, just... Mm-hmm. Just acoustic. And that's also something that's really impressive about him, is that he uses a violin as a main instrument. Yes. Which you don't see. You don't ever see that in music really ever. It's not a gimmick. It really is his instrument. And the same with Tall Tall Trees in the banjo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where, I mean, it functions as a banjo most of the time, or some of the time, and then other times it sounds like a guitar or a Mm -hmm. drum or whatever. Whatever he wants it to be. That's how it is with Jin. Like, I've considered, like really considered like having June play heavy music with us but play his viola because I see June as a violist it's not like June could play the viola and we're going to throw it in this band to make it like what's that band with the viola right it's like that's Mm -hmm. June's identity and he will jam whatever it is even though people see that instrument as being pocketed into several different genres or something like that yeah yeah, so, I don't know. It's it's kind of cool. That's an interesting thing. To well, the, and the electronics really open up the world of like oh, so the instrument yeah. has a certain sound, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it's going to sound like that. You don't you have to. It, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you can change anything to make it sound like anything these days. You know, you have a guitar that has thirty pedals that'll make it sound like an organ or a violin or someone singing. Right. You know, like or like water drops. I was listening to a new album by this uh, progressive metal band called Northlane from Sydney, Australia. Or not Sydney, that's wrong. But they're from Australia. Um, and there's some parts that they were playing, and I know it's the guitar part from the way that it was kind of built, because it's similar to the guitar player stuff. But it sounded like water droplets coming. And it was just like, dude, the stuff that people are... How would you how do you approach your guitar and go, oh, it's going to be... I'm going to make it sound like water later. That's not even a thought that I had inside my head. At all. But I heard that and I can't stop listening to that song in the last two days because it just blows my mind. I want to be able to maybe understand where it came from so that I could also try to experiment with those sounds. Yeah. Well, the listeners might hear the rain outside. <laughs> this was a yeah. This was yeah. a rainy tree fort at times. It was and, good though. Every year, you know, there's there's going to be some weather weather problems. I think last year it was pretty cold at some points, but this year, honestly, it was warm the entire time, even if it was rainy. Oh, we, it got a little... It got yeah, a little chilly. debatably chilly yeah. the other night. Someone was yeah. there. You may have been warming yourself. Yeah, that's true. That right. is true. What, what are you guys holding on to? What do you remember? I mean, what is like, oh yeah, that's the, the story that I tell. So like, I remember, it must have been Tree Fort three years ago when on the first Wednesday Josh Ritter played at the church mm. up the street yeah the Cathedral of the Rockies and I'm not a huge fan but I think I like him I think he's a nice guy but just the stained glass windows with the sun coming in mm-hmm. and the church was totally packed and the church has such a different atmosphere than a rock club and it's like oh wow this was that was that was something this was a moment yeah you know, it's like I held on to that one it's kind of like if I had the opportunity to see Anderson Pock 
play in that, uh, what was it, the Grammys excerpt he did, where he was in the gospel church or something oh, yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Like, if I could see Anderson Pock play his music in a church, like, that'd be such a different, like, setting, but, like... That'd be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so, this year, it was, all the bands that I saw were really good. I didn't have any of those moments like you did three years ago, where you were like, wow, this is something that sticks out so much. But, I will say what from... From what people told me, the whole um, Magic Sword and Philharmonic combination. That was another line that you needed to get into. Yes. Well before. Yes, exactly. And the only way you could have gotten it was like a zip line or if you were already there. Yeah. But from what I hear, that was incredible. And like just the fact that a, a dance electronic band <laughs> teamed up with the Boise Philharmonic to do a show for our local. Um, music festival is incredible to me. You know, that's, that's so many sort of, facets of Boise they weren't into even, one. They're not even, what, three, four years old? Like, as, like, really... No, they. I think they. their first show was the first first Tree Fort in 2012. Okay, so, like, five years old. But, like, yeah. not, like, exceptionally, like, older band, like, Built to Spill or something yeah. from the area. No, yeah. no. So, like, so to be able to pull the Philharmonic and do something on that level, like, that was... When I saw that, I was like... This is so unique. That is so yeah. cool that we get people get to experience well, that. You take it a, a level deeper. One of the things that happened before the LED shows at Hack for it, there's this podcast five five thirty eight, I think, mm-hmm. or Nate Silver. Yeah, it's a politics podcast, and they they uh, recorded their their podcast in the Egyptian mm-hmm. with our mayor, and he's talking about how great Tree Fort is. You know, so here's a national audience. You know, they don't know anything about Boise or anything, and they're making magic sword jokes on the podcast. No, that's awesome. That's <laughs> and then, also, that we have our mayor there is pretty cool. The support from our city is yeah. so good. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you guys... I mean, a couple of years ago, I did a lot of different things, a lot of different forts. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys go to anything? Yoga fort? I wish I wanted to do the doom metal yoga fort because that's something that actually <laughs> that actually happened. I did an event um, at Urban Outfitters when I first started the summer with them in management, and it was a, a yoga event. And I had just seen on Apple Music that they made a playlist specifically called like doom metal and yoga on Apple Music, and it was on the front page of Apple Music. And I you know pull up see playlists for the days, you know check something out now. And so to see it actually turn, you know, almost like nine months later, that was a concept. And I saw the pictures. There were so many people doing yoga. So many. So many, yeah. This year was crazy with Yoga Ford. I mean, the fact that you could buy a ticket to just Yoga Ford. And it sold out. And it sold out. Yeah, that's rad. That is so cool. And they had live music. I didn't go, sadly. I wish I did. But also working at the co-op, I got to hear about all these different forts from different customers, which was really awesome. And Story Fort was really good this that's year. Right. Yeah, yeah. They had a whole range of different activities mm-hmm. with a lot of a lot of good authors come in. So, it, but it was a lot of. I mean, one of the one of the things that I I'm glad that they did a a panel about the early years of the Neurolux in the nineties. Heard cool. about that? And but you had it, it through the lens of these different people that experienced it, like Will the Bingo Master or. Ambrose, the doorman, mm-hmm. uh, or at least was uh, in a, the bass player in a bunch of these '90s bands. Cool. <laughs> they and, should have talked to my dad. Yeah, 
Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Right. Like, like the OG Neuralex. Well, so and then uh, uh, there was one guy, Rick, who had like this um, black and white photo project where every Wednesday and Saturday, Saturday he would take black and white photos of everyone who came into. The, it's weird because it creates this this idea that the Neuralux is so far in the past that all the pictures are black and white. Yeah. Because all the pictures from the Neuralux were taken from this one guy, yeah. and they're all in black and white. But it's like, it was in the 90s. It was in the <laughs> 90s. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of like how... Uh, but I'm sure there's there's pictures now. of your... I'm sure. Of my dad, dad. yeah. And, sure I mean, there's pictures of Sam and... Yeah. I mean, like, like all the people. All the people. All the Neuralux crew. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was cool. I... I um, the story for it stuff happened, it starts like about noon or one, and mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, I'm ready to start my day, you know, and then I would yeah. go to a panel, and then you can move into music, but I don't know, it it seemed like late nights were really late this year. That's the thing, man, with it starting so much earlier, you know, now that we have so much that we can do, like Yoga Ford started out, what time did they start at? Like I don't know nine in the morning. They, like a lot of the stuff was like I feel like the extra non music stuff was from like twelve to four or five o'clock something in that area. Be- before the music, yeah, before and music, which is cool, but like a lot of us like worked and I didn't get yeah. to catch all that. Yeah, and that no, I'm okay with that. I'm okay that I didn't necessarily get to catch it. I'm glad that they had this much stuff available for everybody. No, but I wanted to. I wanted to catch like yeah. film for it or story yeah. for it or something like that. And the film for it. I I love the idea, mm-hmm. but and I suppose I should explore the shorts. But like the idea of like the, oh this year uh, there was a play yeah and I heard it was amazing it's, it's a, a Chinese tunnel yeah yeah or something yeah like that. The, yeah tunnels under yeah is that what it's called Chinese, Chinese tunnels? tunnels under Boise uh-huh. that was like was Boise called. contemporary they yeah. did they did two shows a day for five days wow it's it's a two hour show I think one thirty to three thirty. Yeah, Holy but that's cow. that's like such a major commitment. Yeah, it, at nine o'clock at night, it's like, all right, I can go to this play until eleven thirty, or I can go yeah. see a show. three bands. Right? Uh, it has to be yeah, it has to be. Early. They had a yeah. one p.m. show and a nine p.m. show. I can't believe they did shows at nine they p.m. Didn't I almost feel bad for the actors. Honestly, I bet you. I they, bet you they must have been so. No, I think. Afterwards. I think. I'm. I'm sure they were pretty well attended, but I don't know. Yeah. 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 They they signed up for it. They they obviously knew what they were doing. But it was easy to get worn out this year. I feel like for me, just because there was so much going on, and like in years past, I would just worry about going to shows. But now I'm worried about going to everything. The first year I didn't uh, take any time off work, yeah. and I would stay up for too late and then not have any sleep and then go to work. Yeah, that was me this year. For sure. I would open every day just so I could go to Tree Fort afterwards. Right. Yeah. And that's rough. Yeah. It was really rough. (laughs) But it was worth it. And it always is so worth it. Yeah, but I feel like next year I'm going to definitely... I'm going to take a little time off for Tree Fort. Like, at least the majority of it so that I can do the 11 to 5 o'clock events so that I can enjoy them and go... I don't know, listen to stories and not feel like, oh, you know, I only have time for shows right now because i got to go to work. Even just for my own sanity, I'm going to need to start taking the time off for Tree Fort just so I can have the time to go do what I want to do and not be stressed out about going to work in the morning. Sure. Yeah. Because now that there's so much more involved, I wish I wish I had the full day to, like, well, wake you up a little later. Sleep in 
And then there's drinking too. Yeah, exactly. All of it. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> the, like that. It, there was a lot of there's a lot of drinking beers. There's yeah. a lot of beer at the shit. Like a lot of great beers all around. That I was like, damn, I, I don't know if I could pass up on this plus this band at the same time. It's kind of good. I might go get another. Yeah, it made it. It was kind of like a, let's say a marathon fort. Marathon fort. <laughs> How long forts. can you go like ruining it. your body, not sleeping? No, I got a solid six almost every single night. Solid sure. six. Solid six. You know, the, it's Wednesday, and I still have friends and coworkers and people coming through the co-op that are, like, recovering from Tree Fort, and they've had a solid two days or three days now. There, there's a little bit, I think, depression. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because but the whole thing is, like... The point is to totally overdo it. Yeah. So it's it's a smorgasbord. You can taste everything. It's all here. Mm-hmm. And you should take advantage while you can. Mm. But then afterwards, it's like, oh my gosh. You know, it's like, I can't believe I ate the Over whole thing. Overstimulation, right. yeah, totally. And you're just, you're sitting back afterwards in just shock. You know, everything else is like numbed out a little bit. Cause well, I, I even know there's people, I'm already talking to people like that are like, okay, well, I may not be ready to drink again, but... What shows are around this weekend? Because I'd like to catch at least one or two. Whereas, <laughs> mm-hmm. whereas three weeks ago, none of my friends would be like, "What show? Let's going catch on a show." Weekend? Period. Yeah. Or let's catch one or two, maybe in the same night. And now I'm like, I might go see Austin Lucas and then go see a band of the Nerlux right after on Saturday, like for a second or something like that. Just because I have that vibe still, like, I want to bring it back. For yeah. One last weekend. <laughs> so did you guys apply? To go through the formal process to get in to tree four to tree four. We did, we did, yeah. And is that difficult? Oh uh, no, not really. They make it. They make it pretty, pretty friendly. Honestly, online. Um, How long have you guys been a band? Last summer. Since last summer, but I mean, you know, my what was the been... what was the band before? I forgot. It's Calico. Right. Calico. Calico. That's the right. Band. Yeah. And you guys did a song for State Farm. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> no, what was it? We did do one for State Farm. You're pulling your Yeah, the one. Right you're totally. I totally <laughs> didn't remember that. Yeah, they did a radio ad for us that yeah. was like, Calico of Boise right? wants to be a band. Their dream is to be on the radio. And we did it for them. Right. Here they are. And then <laughs> played our little ditty. And then we'd go, We're a State Farm. Support, blah, 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 no, blah. No, it was you know? fine. And it was right. We got paid a ton of money for it. And like, it's cool. The, here's the funny thing, Doug. We had already been on the radio. At that point. And I already have State Farm. And I already have State Farm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's funny that that happened with us. Um, we also got hired by Winco back in the day with Calico. And we were in one of their commercials to, like, promote Winco in Portland, I think. Huh. Yeah. That was a fun time. But, like, those licensing deals are always, always super easy money, which is nice. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know how common that is to get. I don't know either. I think you, uh, you have to be connected to get like suggested to do that kind things of stuff. like that. Yeah, because yeah. I've played in plenty of bands where that never, never crossed my path. But ever. you also played in like hardcore bands. Yeah, I, I was in a. Not, I, I was in softer music too. That's true, but we were like we were especially family friendly in Calico. That's probably the huge aspect is that you guys were all like 18, 19 and super family friendly. Yeah. And the music was always very easy to listen to and nice indie 
You know, just nice indie for people to listen to. And you guys played the district every tree for it, yeah? Every tree for it. And that's why the district, you know, that's that's the vibe of the district. So playing the Cora this year was like, great, we broke out of the yeah. family-friendly zone. <laughs> we were... <laughs> And it, I I don't mean to talk smack on the district. They're great. I really have loved playing there every That's a particular year. Crowd. They do a great job, great sound. But yeah, I think last year they had like one of the real big headliners. Um, Did they? I think so. Well, I mean, so it's it's funny because what always happens at Tree Fort is South by Southwest happens, mm-hmm. and then NPR goes, and they say, "Oh, these are all the must sees," and then you see that they're on their way. You know, in different respects to uh, Tree Fort next, yeah, yeah. because it's the week after, and Mm -hmm. so then all of a sudden everyone starts buzzing on Lizzo Mm -hmm. and you know whoever else made a splash at you know like South by South, yeah, yeah, totally. Did that happen last year with someone? It seems like yeah, uh, maybe her name was Holly McAvee. I don't don't remember McAvee. That doesn't it doesn't ring a bell, but yeah, so that was somebody that. His name Bob Broylan? Boylan? Bob, Bob Boylan. Bob He was really considered. Uh, the tiny desk. Tiny. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's his desk. Yeah, his, <laughs> it's <Bob> <laughs> his desk. It is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's always too much. It's 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 a welcome too much by this point. But everyone Everyone who's done Tree Fort knows what they're getting into. But we're also, I mean, look at it this way, for the majority of the people that went are Boise natives, or people who live in Boise at the, you know, whatever, at the time around Tree Fort. Uh, this winter was rough. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... But both very... physically and psychologically. Yeah. yeah, physically and psychologically, very tough winter. Like, I realized it, especially this, this year, more so than other winters, that I was like, wow, there was a tad of seasonal depression, because as soon as the sun came out, mm. I was... Stoked. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't just you. Everyone. Everybody. The, the first was, sunny day, everyone everybody was ran outside. outside. Everybody, everybody was, was outside. Yeah. And that was just the amount of time, like, for the weather to hit like that before Tree Fort that people were like, and now let's all do stuff outside as a community. Yeah. And that really, that's the thing for me with Tree Fort now that I've realized is, like, it's a celebration of us as, like, Boise people and Boise ideas. And mm-hmm. it's, I have a lot of pride in telling other people this is what my city does this is what all the locals do and everybody comes together and supports it and it's become bigger and bigger and bigger throughout the years there was times where we thought i don't know if tree fort's going to be around next year but then the next year came back more so than the year before bigger bigger and i mean the turnouts this year even on rainy days were crazy I know they're like the turnout stage. seemed really big this it year. It was right? huge this year. I've never ever had to be in a line for that long to ever go into a the show at the tree fort. Yeah, that's what was yeah. it was wild. It was good. It was it's great that it's happening this way. I'm just you know, I'm wondering where it's gonna go from here. Well yeah. <laughs> yeah like... Well it's interesting because <laughs> this was the first year Built to Spill didn't play. But it was the biggest year yet, you know. Built what? to Spill's not not necessarily our biggest draw anymore yeah no i know so like uh in terms of like uh talent like talent that people can bank on Mm -hmm. it's like 
I mean, it's for me. They called it a festival of discovery a few years ago, and it, it that's what it is. Yeah, it's like I go and I'm familiar with a few, and then I really get to know them at that time, or you I find, learn. Yeah, find I find the, the yeah. gems. It's like, oh wow, where have you been? Yeah, absolutely. This that band AU is, and I've seen them so many times at this point. They are so incredible, and every project that they do, side like breaking off of AU, like. Um, uh, what's his name? Luke Wyland. He did a thing with the Nampa, like a, a school choir in Nampa, and they did a show at the Cathedral of the Rockies, and it was amazing. It yeah. Was absolutely okay. incredible. And then, what's the other girl um, from AU? She did a show last year at the BCT that was like this super heavy ambient looping where she would like voice modulate these crazy crazy soundscapes that were like sound like a baby crying for one second and then it would just go super low and she'd be like <laughs> but oh what was her name I oh well we'll figure it out the interesting thing about uh, the community aspect too it really does take the whole community to make it happen I think and so you get a sense from the team that does it like they are really well coordinated because they all know the part that they play and they really put their heart into everything that yeah, they do. Yeah, everything. I mean, even if it is to make the little goodie bags. Because I think it's those little touches that really, like, all the musicians are like, oh my God, this is like... So, yeah. I'm- summer camp for rock stars where they're just like, they come and they can't believe... People are so nice and, and how much fun they're having. Yeah, and the attention to detail. Yeah, that has really culminated this year is like I think the most that I like the most attention to detail. But the branding, the branding is not annoying. I went to school for business, like and like branding was one of those things that like there was brands that like if I saw that brand posted everywhere, that logo and those colors posted everywhere, I'd be so annoyed. I don't know, just as a visual type of person. And so seeing them, like, the detailing they did this year, like, almost, it was so easy to see what was affiliated with Treefort, because it was, like, a very common theme, and it was very friendly, and it was, like, easy to look at. I don't know. Yeah. Those little attentions to detail, for me, made it, like, cohesive. It almost allowed for me to turn Treefort into, like, a fantasy, kind of, because my town isn't the same anymore. It's this tree fort town, and well, there's like the decoration everywhere. I don't know. They it, get everyone involved. They, uh, Everybody. Everyone, my know? wife painted logs with the kids. Exactly, you know, and like a bunch of my friends were like, the, they painted the Oahe to do it, just like little designs and stuff for tree fort. And, and then the Oahe is like, well, I mean, because James Lloyd, the artist who does the, the work, mm-hmm. he has kind of that... Wes Anderson sensibility a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. There yeah. is this kind of whimsical quality. So like the Oahe becomes this weird, you know, playland. Wes Anderson type hotel. Yeah. Where perfect. you just walk in and you're like, what is this? And there's people everywhere and you know they're coming in like it's a movie. Yeah. So totally. I ended up going to Tree Fort for the first Tree Fort show I ever went to last year was because I tried to get into um who was the show that we saw at uh, the Rose Room? Which I'm very sad. I will say that that wasn't a venue this year. 
Yeah, Rosen was so good. I wish they were a part of it. I don't know why they weren't part of it. That was always such a good dance space. Um, Who was it? We saw him at... uh, Jai Wolf. Jai Wolf. And wanted to get in. It's 10 o'clock. Sold out capacity. The only way to get in is you buy a day band. So we run down to the ticket office on whatever. It was like Friday, Saturday, right around 10 o'clock. They're about to close. We just so happened to meet this like tech mogul guy who's on vacation and... He's by himself because his girlfriend doesn't fly until tomorrow. And he's like, well, I was kind of trying to go into that show too. And he's like, I'll just get you guys' tickets and you guys could be like, go with me. Because we were able to convince um, the ticket lady who he wasn't able to convince that at that time to sell him tickets to the show. Because it was supposed to be ticket office closed. You're done. It's over. I'm sorry. But she's like, well, it's so closed that the tickets that we have to sell are not even here at the ticket office at the main office. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to come with us to the Oahe. And so my first experience, I'd never been in that building before in my life. And when I walked in there and saw all the people and everybody like dresses up for True Floor. I oh, yeah. feel like there's so many outfits and trendy outfits. And I was sitting in there in like the gold bar area of the Oahu. Yeah. When you walk in, I, when you said Wes Anderson, that's how it felt when I walked in there. I was like, this is in my town. And this is very like movie scene. I almost feel like we're like in like a weird like... LA music scene type of thing here right now. It was like very like kind of kitschy a little bit. It was weird. It was yeah. cool though. No, it's great. Yeah, but it doesn't feel fake. No, it's not. They're not. No, it's because not so like I mean yeah. There's there's a. It's funny because you realize oh these musicians are just people. Yeah, and they've been doing this a long time, and they're just trying to promote having, their stuff. Yeah, and they're having fun too. That's the best part. Let's talk about hospitality for a second. Yeah, Top of Hawaii. To Shout out to them. Amazing. Always such good food. Good food, good Always. service. Oh, man. Um, Happy the security people. they had there at Oahe was really, honestly, a blessing. Every time I go in there, they would crack jokes or let us know how stuff was going, give us a warning of, you know, stuff's going fast at the food court or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, like... Whereas security can really be a, like, maybe not the most pleasant buffer that you yeah. have at events. Yeah. It was a turn of events, and I felt very welcomed at the Oahe, and especially at the Artist Lounge, and going up there was just, like, very cool to see, oh, who's here today? Versus, like, who wasn't here yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Get to see everyone who's going Do artists hang out have uh, access to the lounge the whole festival, well, five the days. The whole festival, all five days. Free so you food. can eat the whole time. The whole yeah. time. You could. You have two drink tickets per person per act. You could go get a... a two drink one. tickets per person per yeah. act? Yes. yes. Yeah. Do you get four because you played in two outfits? Technically, yes. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was nice. <laughs> yeah. T- yeah. It was, it was really nice. And then you could buy, you know, stronger mixed drinks if you want to. And they had one of the bartenders from the mode, Tom mm-hmm. Davis. Uh, he was, he was serving stuff up there and it was very hospitable. They had the massages up there for you if you're stressed. Yeah. Now I'm not one for strangers touching me in public. Like, so I like definitely passed, but they're making grilled cheeses when you walked in They'd give you a grilled cheese. You could get a massage. You could go get a smoothie. You could sit outside and just look at Boise and enjoy it in its glory and take a breather and just kind of sit above the clouds a little bit and just look at all the craziness below and chill and then go, okay. It was, it was a little, little flash of paradise. Yeah. It was a little safe haven at the top. Yeah. It was like the the tree. Fort. Did the you tree fort. <laughs> yes. bump into any heavies up there? 
Uh, you know, I... Or do they have... I just, I, I don't really, I don't like to bother people when they're up there, I guess. I guess I, I just don't. Until I see somebody live, I usually don't care yeah, and I usually and don't see what even, they look like. I usually don't know as, as well. But if I do recognize well, that's someone... That's what's so funny is that, like, uh, they're just people. They are just people, yeah. yeah. And so, Thunder Pussy rocks the main stage this day, and then the next day they're behind me in line trying to get into the Linen Building. Yeah, exactly. All of them, right? Totally, and it's yeah. like, why do well, they all look so familiar? Oh, that's Thunder Pussy. Rituals yeah. of Mine, which is like the band I was like, Super so stoked cool. to see. So cool. uh, the lead singer girl, she came into our my work and I was just shopping around at Urban the day after and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, welcome to my work. If you need anything, I'll help you. You were amazing. Thank you so much for coming home again. The singer of Ila Bamba, who's played Tree Four like three times now, I think. She's been several years for sure. For sure. Her name's Luz. She's coming to the co-op every year. And like last year, I remember seeing her for the first time and I was a deli boy then and I like <laughs> made her a burrito and I was like, thun- I was starstruck. I like couldn't handle it. And I remember this year I walked up to her and I was like, hey, Luz, I'm June. Do you remember me from last year? I made you a burrito once. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I totally remember you. And she was so nice, and every time she came in almost every day with some like local Boise guys, like from a band um, with Child. That band is awesome, really fun. Um, but she was hanging out with them and came coming to the co-op, and it, she just seemed like a regular, like a normal. She is just a normal person, you know. And it's it's nice to see that. I mobbed Kishibashi on the street. Did you? Well, I had to find out. It's okay, you know. Like, <laughs> like I'm sure everybody. You're else. so great, man. <laughs> Did you study in college? He did. He told me no. Really? Yeah. Oh, what? I thought he... I read his bio, though, and it seemed to suggest that he studied film scoring at yeah, the Berkeley School yeah, of Music. Berkeley, yeah, that's what I and thought. And he said, in person, he said, no, I was just really into it in high school. So I, maybe he's trying Strange. to get, Who knows? get rid of me? or well, Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe he knew those a can of worms if he knew about that. I don't know, Kishibashi, he seems like a pretty nice guy. And he was he was really involved with Tree 4, too, if you didn't know, notice. He did, like, Yoga 4 one morning. Oh, and like Yeah, he's, he did a post on Instagram that was like, First time doing Yoga 4 at hashtag Tree 4, it's such a cool time. And I was like, oh, cool, Kishibashi, that's, that's really sweet that's that you're taking part. Uh, we're over time at this point. Uh, I don't know. What do we wrap it up with? Final thoughts? Next year? Next year. What about it? It's going to be crazy. I don't know how you could top Death Heaven, but next year I'm looking forward to an equally awesome alternative venue like Mardi, Mardi Gras having heavier music because yeah. that was amazing. I'm going to... I'm going to absolutely take off my time next year so I can really do Tree Fort again because it it's just not the same if you have to go to work you just don't have the same appreciation I feel like well maybe or maybe it makes it even more more precious I don't know in a sense kind of you're right like it it sounds like you guys are pretty disciplined because I don't know that I could say okay it's time to go home now so I can get my solid six I wasn't like that. I don't know how Marcus did it. I just, I have an internal clock. It's a like, you go, or you're not going to make it. I just, <laughs> I would, 
be so exhausted from opening and playing a show that I'd catch like a show or two and then like have to go home because I'd be too tired to stay up. But that's that's why I wish I, I didn't get to go to all the shows that I wanted to. I didn't get to go wander around and happen upon this amazing band like I did these past few years. I that's something I wish I could have done again, but I made the mistake of not taking it off. I really should have. Yeah. The thing that I'm going to try and do next year is to not watch bands set up. I don't want to be at sound checks anymore ever mm. again. I mean, unless you're with someone that you're having a really great conversation with. Yeah. You know, that's a different story. Then you're just you're in, engaged in that and then Oh, look at music starting. Wonderful. Yeah. But so you're, you're going to do you're going to wait till all the lines gone after they've already started and then go in. Yeah, or zip line pass. I'll tell you from my experience. So smart. So smooth. There looks. Oh, I should mention that before we close too. They are offering hangover ticket specials right now and so you can get a 5-day pass at like 129 and a zip zip line. And so I don't know that you'll get that rate again. How much? Do you know the zip line? I don't know the zip line. Uh, I know it was three thirty this year. Two twenty nine or two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. I think might be the. Uh, see the website for details. TreeFortMusicFest dot com. TreeFort. <laughs> okay, uh, that was forty two minutes. You've been listening to June and Marcus from Cult Bride. Uh. I will link to their pertinent information. For more information about the Sync Book um, and 42 Minutes, be sure and check out our website, thesyncbook.com. Thanks so much. Uh, how does the song end? Uh, something about a, the hero and the sequel. I guess I'll have to write a sequel. I guess I'll no sequel. Um, I don't remember. It's been a while. <laughs> Well, thanks, guys. Thank you, Doug. Thank you. Yeah, this was fun. I needed to try and process some of it. I worth the earth and you'd be a rocket ship flying away from me. I'd watch you go with the stone in my throat and my eyes just not believe. Through the night I would watch as your fire Fades into nothingness My little rocket ship Flying away from me